And welcome back to Podcast of the Universe for Masters of the Universe. Uh, find the show on Twitter at POTU4MOTU. That is the number four. Uh, today's episode is Damar the Demon. And that's episode 17 of season one. Uh, it's Friday, it's 11 p.m. I'm about to head to bed soon. I thought I'd come down and squeeze a show in after just watching the episode. Uh, before I watched the episode, I watched the trailer for Lost in Space on uh, Netflix. And I would say I'm fairly optimistic about it. Um, I think it could be a good show. The, it visually looked it looked great. And uh, I'm curious to see the backstory on uh, the robot. Because they don't they find him wherever they crash land. He didn't come with them, so looking forward to to that show I think that comes out next week Friday the 13th Uh, what else is coming up tomorrow is UFC 223 Um, if you follow the sport um, it's been a crazy weekend or a crazy week I guess uh, in the lead up Um, I know the the Canelo Triple G uh, the boxing match was, was called off due to Canelo's Clenbuterol testing uh, from the tainted Mexican beef was the reason for the for the uh, presence of clenbuterol uh, in his tests. Uh, so that was scrapped. Um, we had uh, Tony Ferris and Paul out of the Habib fight, and then he was replaced with Max Holloway, who the commission said couldn't fight. Uh, they weren't happy with his weight cut, and then it was going to be Pettis. And then it wasn't, it couldn't be Felder, and they settled on Raging Ally Aquinas. So. And then the other fights that were uh, cancelled due to yesterday's, uh, uh, I don't know what you would call it, Connor, Connor and uh, a bunch of his friends flew over from Ireland to defend the honor of their teammate and swarmed a bus of fighters and Connor threw a dolly through a window and cut up Michael Cass's face. So that fight was cancelled. Uh, one of the guys uh, in the entourage attacking the bus was scheduled to fight on Saturday, so that was cancelled. Um, a guy in the bus got shards of glass in his eye, uh, Ray Borg, uh, so his fight was off. So it was a real disaster for uh, for combat sports this week. But that's, that's not for this podcast, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, maybe go tomorrow and get some of those invitations and get those sent out. Um, this is uh, my first episode with my new mic mic stand with the pop filter, and it has a little clamp on it that'll hold my 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 cell phone as well. So it's freed up a lot of uh, real estate on my desk. So I like that. It's nice and convenient and. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it sounds. Even if it sounds the exact same, uh, it's cool to have uh, have the stand so it's up off the desk and I can move it around and be a little more aware of uh, where the microphone is. So, all right. So let's get in. Let's get into the show. Damer the demon. All right, Damer the demon. 
Uh, Orko is at the palace. He's trying some spells because he's bored. He's trying to pass the time. Meanwhile, Man-at-Arms is showing the King, Queen, and Prince Adam uh, his latest find, which is the Dark Dimension. Uh, he's been working with the Sorceress, so it's a blend of um, science and magic. And he describes that there is a Dark Dimension uh, right next to the reality, separated by a thin barrier. Um, so once they leave the lab, Orko goes in, sees the book, and there's a creature called Daymar, a little, a little uh, cartoony-looking creature. And he summons him from the book, and they go off to do whatever. Uh, back at the palace, at the dinner table, um, the Dark Dimension uh, reality is uh, creeping into Attorney's reality. And they're meshing together and causing effects like things flying around the dinner table, like there was a, a poltergeist or something. Uh, Man-at-Arms... Uh, suspects it might be Orko. Uh, when he goes to the lab, he sees that the magic book is missing uh, the picture of Damar. Um, and there's information on Damar that uh, he will grow uh, into a demon after going into a cocoon. So He-Man transforms, uh, well, Prince Adam transforms into He-Man, and they go to Castle Grayskull for more information. Meanwhile, Skeletor has um, instruments that pick up the unknown power source near the palace. So they're going to have to check that out. Uh, before they do, though, um, the Dark Dimension is bleeding into the reality near Snake Mountain, and Evelyn wants this power for herself. Uh, she teleports to the uh, palace, freezes the king, queen, and man-at-arms, <coughs> and takes the book. Um, we then go to Damar and Orko in the woods. They're tired, so they take a nap, and Damar makes a cocoon for himself. And we see the demon dimension creeping near nearby. Uh, Evelyn now has the book. Uh, she uses it to try to take Skeletor's power, uh, but he deflects it away. Uh, and now the dark dimension is bleeding into the reality near Snake Mountain, uh, changing items uh, there in Snake Mountain. And... It's uh, changing all of Eternia and causing cities to look old, like old ruins. Um, Orko wakes up, uh, and the huge cocoon next to him, that, well, Damar was in, it wasn't huge to begin with, but it's grown, and it's now empty, and there are large tracks nearby. Uh, so He-Man and Tila um, are at Castle Grayskull, and there's... Uh, the dark dimension is uh, taking over uh, the area near Castle Grayskull. And the sorceress is down, drained of power. And they're trying to keep the jawbridge uh, open so they can get in and get her out. Uh, Damar shows up at Castle Grayskull. He's talking now, and he has the, uh, the dark dimension nearby. And there's uh, the silhouette of ghosts or demons that are ready to come through. Uh, Skeletor and Evelyn show up. Uh, they try to capture Damar so they can use him for their own reasons. And Damar fights He-Man. He traps He-Man in a force field. Orko shows up, talks some sense into Damar about friendship. And He-Man tells Damar the importance of friends. Uh, Skeletor blinds Damar and Evelyn freezes him. And Damar um, breaks out. And he chooses uh, his. he says he's going to choose his own destiny. And 
He-Man throws Evil Lynn and Skeletor away in their plane. And Daymar says he wants He-Man for a friend and returns to the Dark Dimension uh, with his demons. And that was the episode. Uh, so the lesson for today was uh, there, there's no such thing as demons or magic. Uh, but there are problems and you can't run away from them. And you should tell someone about your problem. So that was the lesson for the day and that was the episode. And the winner for today's Trophy of the Universe for Podcast of the Universe for Masters of the Universe is Damar. Damar the Demon is the winner. Uh, Damar didn't lose today. Uh, he chose to be cool with He-Man and Orko, but at the end of the day, he's a giant hulking demon, and he's from the Dark Dimension, and he just went back through the rift in the time and space barrier between their dimensions uh, with all the other demons that were there waiting with him so I thought that was a cool character and I uh, thought he was pretty badass so Damar, Damar is the winner today and now for today's character bio let's look at man at arms uh, titles heroic master of weapons uh, other name was Duncan. Affiliations were Heroic Warriors, Masters of the Universe, Heroic Defenders, and the Snake Men. Weaponry, he had a mace, an arm cannon, a blaster, and a freeze ray. Special abilities were inventing, knowledge, and mastery of armaments, and telepathy. First appeared in the 1982 mini-comics. In the earliest depiction, he was a famed weapons master whose people were renowned for their mastery of all weapons. A loyal ally to He-Man and the warrior goddess Tila. And Man-at-Arms was at the ever-ready-to-go assistant battle against Skeletor and the evil minions. He wore a remarkable protective armor, which featured complex technological components. In one instance, the armor saved his life when he took an otherwise deadly fall from the airborne Wind Raider. And he often rode a battle chariot armed with a flamethrowing weapon. Um, in the second wave of the mini-comics, um, the concept of Man-at-Arms being Teela's adoptive father was introduced, and the goddess of Grayskull left her cloned daughter in Man-at-Arms' care, and he raised her as his own. Uh, naming her Teela in honor of the goddess, Man-at-Arms trained her in the ways of battle. Uh, he, he then appeared in the regular DC comics. Um, sharing King Rander's disappointment in Prince Adam, Man-at-Arms was frequently frustrated uh, throughout the DC comics. Uh, constantly berating Adam for failing to learn the lessons of combat he'd been taught. As the prince's mentor, Man-at-Arms feared Adam's lack of responsibility and progress would reflect poorly on himself. In this version, Man-at-Arms was not aware of Prince Adam's dual identity. Uh, then we have him in the animated series. Uh, it further fleshed out the character of Man-at-Arms. Duncan was taught by an intellectual named Rohad in his youth, and the youth... Uh, Sorry, the young man's eagerness often caused his projects to malfunction, um, prompting Rohad to teach Duncan patience. Um, as attorney as man-at-arms, Duncan was in charge of the kingdom's defenses, especially at the royal palace. Uh, King Randor often turned to man-at-arms for advice and relied on him to summon He-Man whenever the kingdom was in danger. Um, he also appeared in the Golden Masters of the Universe books, the Lady Bird books, 
Um, in the Ladybird, uh, Man at Arms was uh, assisted in his workshop by little green skinned servants known as Nerlins. Uh, he was on the Kid Stuff Records and the Italian magazines, the UK World Annuals. Uh, in the German audio plays, uh, he built countless vehicles, weapons for the masters, among them the uh, flip track. He mans battle armor, stridor, the time sling, the fenfire mirror. He even modified and improved vehicles left behind by enemies. Uh, the weaponsmith kept constructing new machines all the time, but was also a uh, formidable warrior who accompanied He-Man on most adventures. Um, virtually every uh, iteration or book or whatever, uh, there's always a version of Man at Arms. Uh, so I'm not going to go over all of them. Uh, he was in the live-action movie. Uh, it was generally consistent with other media. Uh, the live-action movie added a few traits. Uh, he was shown to have a weakness for food and often felt hung hungry during combat. Though when Teal complained about this, he was quick to point out that during the Siege of Krim, he went for 30 days without rations. Uh, it was implied he was Teal's biological father rather than her adoptive father, as in the other canons. Um... And the last one I'll do is uh, 2002 Mike Young production animated series. Mostly consistent with earlier canons, uh, they provided some fresh insights into his character, a disciplined soldier and strategist. He was trained by Decker and studied the ways of the elders. Uh, he led the Defenders of Eternia as Randor's second in command and was often like, leading the Masters next to He-Man. Uh, he learned how to shield his thoughts and feelings from telepathy and created multi-purpose battle mace which could transform uh, into a telescope, flashlight, grappling hook, and other tools. Uh, and his armor concealed a variety of other tools and weapons as well. Um, so that, that should do it for Man-at-Arms. There's a lot there. Uh, and Man-at-Arms wasn't my favorite character when I was a kid, uh, but I'm definitely enjoying this character more now uh, on this watch through. So. So, yeah, a uh, much bigger fan of Man-at-Arms now than I was when I was a kid. So, whatever that means. Um, yeah, so let's close out the show, and we'll be good for the day. All right, thank you for listening to another podcast of the universe for Masters of the Universe. Uh, find the show on Twitter at P-O-T-U-4-M-O-T-U. Uh, that is the number four. Next episode will be uh, the creatures from the Tar Swamp. Uh, so, looking forward to that episode. Uh, thank you to our sponsor today, Paps Blue Ribbon. So that's PBR sponsoring for the second time this week. And I'm sure I'll be in store tomorrow, and I can rank up some new sponsors there. And if uh, again the invitation uh, stands, if you have anything you would like me to plug, I would gladly uh, put something legitimate in there. Uh, instead of whatever beverage I'm currently enjoying. Uh, I enjoyed this uh, recording setup with the mic stand. Uh, I freed up a lot of real estate on the desk. I didn't have to hunch over and point my head towards the tripod. Uh, it has a handy clamp uh, that will hold my phone. Uh, and it fits my phone. I wasn't sure because I have a, a larger screen, but it fit no problem. So $20 on Amazon, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, and it was looking like the weather was getting better I looked outside and now it's starting to snow I don't think it'll stay but it would be nice if we just didn't do that anymore until until next next winter um, 
so that will be it for me and I will look at uh, creating a new way to recap the shows uh, what I was doing today is I didn't really enjoy it the recap I need to find a better more natural way uh, to communicate the episode recap so I need to work on that and like the episode said today if you have a problem tell someone so that's my problem and that's my that's my problem to work on. Um, it's not a demon and it's not magic, but that's that's my problem today. Um, all right, so that's enough for me. Uh, it is time for me to shut it down and go to bed. Uh, so until next time, you have the power.